Hey out there and welcome to the One Man Sports Show. This is your host, the highly replaceable Brock Crocker coming from you just east of Edson. It is May the 24th and it is Monday and it is a holiday here in Canada. So if you are in Canada, happy happy Royal Day I, I think is what it is. And if you're in the USA, I, I don't know if today's a holiday or not, but I'm sure that Prince Harry guy's around there somewhere running around. So uh, we'll wish him a, a happy royal day too, I suppose. And, you know, kind of a tough morning for, for, for oiler fans like myself. <laughs> if you guys listen to this podcast, you probably know. I probably expect me to be pretty bummed out today. And, and to tell you the truth, I'm doing okay. I'm doing okay, uh, despite, you know, a very disappointing uh, hockey game yesterday, to say the least. Uh, there's something calming about one's worst fears uh, all coming true, and I think that's happened in oiler country, and it's happened before, and I don't know, like I uh, was saying on Twitter yesterday, uh, the disappointment almost feels like an old friend, and uh, and I'm not, dis- or I continue to be disillusioned, I guess, as one Twitter guy tweeted at me yesterday, and you guys all know, I, I'm a self-professed uh, EOD, Edmonton Euler Disorder uh, sufferer, so uh, that disclaimer, and, and probably that guy doesn't listen to the podcast, otherwise he would know that. So uh, today, like I said, there, there, there's positivity in the air for me personally. I think it's it's time to uh, time to move forward. It's a fresh day, and uh, I'm especially thankful for the Edmonton Oilers who are going to win the Stanley Cup this year. And now what they've done is they've provided us with a gateway of basically being able to wager on them four days in a row on the money line, and we don't even have to worry about a single thing. So. Today, uh, like I said, I kind of want to turn some positivity around. It wasn't a very good day yesterday all around. Like, uh, honestly, it was like a rain cloud kind of day yesterday, uh, just all around. Uh, as far as the uh, bankroll goes, you know, I went heavy on the Oilers yesterday, so I lost half of my bankroll yesterday. So I'm just going to try to chill it out today. I think that's the plan. Is the plan today is just to have a good time with things. And, uh, you know, yesterday I find myself... I'm not a LeBron James guy at all. I'm not a Lakers guy, and I find myself yesterday, and we'll get into that in a bit, but uh, find myself cheering for the Lakers yesterday, find my Oilers losing, and find myself having to reevaluate my life choices and what exactly I'm wagering on and uh, and uh, how it ties into my entertainment. So we're going to do a better job of that today, uh, not take things so seriously. And, you know, we did have some good things happen yesterday. You know, those Padres continued uh, to deliver on a negative run line three days in a row. So uh, I'm not too sure. I've been looking for someone to declare the new paydays. I'm not too sure it's going to be the Padres. I think to be the paydays, you got to be a team that can lose uh, when you're supposed to lose too. So, But we'll continue to see if we can uh, keep a, a good grip on what's happening with them. Uh, I'm a Blue Jays fan, so yesterday, you know, the Blue Jays do fall again. So uh, they're in kind of a bit of a spiral, and they play an early game here today, which we'll talk to, you know, touch on based on that one. And over on the NBA side yesterday, you know, it was a, a pretty entertaining day, and we went two for four on the NBA side yesterday, uh, and one for four in the NHL, six for 14 in MLB. I don't know if I let you guys know that. So, yeah, it was a rough day. Like I said, a rough day on my bankroll. And, and we just saw some things. And, you know, yesterday we had actually the, the Wizards, or sorry, the... Uh, the 76ers covering uh, against the Wizards, and they miss it by half a point. So, you know, just tough breaks. I don't think you can buy too much into that. And, and you know, I actually did actually make a little bit of money on the NBA side, and, and I might start looking at that a little harder. Uh, of course, kind of into the playoffs now, but uh, I always say that these, these lines on the NBA are the spreads turn them into a pick em. And I forget totally about the alternate lines. And I think there might be a lot more value in some of the alternate lines than just the lines that they put up here on Sports Interaction as the primary line. So I think we're going to look at some of that today, perhaps, just to, uh, uh, I don't know, see see if we can find some more value there. But, uh, yeah, yesterday the, the Wizards... Uh, and, you know, the thing about the 76ers team, too, was I, I thought they looked beatable. I thought they looked in control. But they also didn't, to me, look like they were... Uh, I don't know, ready to rock and roll, but I, I don't know, I guess sometimes that's what you say about about 
teams that have uh, championship written all over them is they, they play in control. So we saw that with the 76ers yesterday. Would have liked to have seen a little more jump in their game. Uh, Embiid does get into some foul trouble a little early in this one. So uh, we'll continue. Uh, I look forward to watching that next one. Lakers at the Suns. And, you know, I, I had the Lakers yesterday as a double-your-money type thing, and I was pretty pretty confident on them. Uh, and, and for all the reasons I gave you guys yesterday. And, uh, you know, it just comes down to one thing for me. I didn't see LeBron James, and I, I didn't see I didn't see Anthony Davis on on the court yesterday. At least I didn't see the playoff versions of them. Uh, I, I'm not a Lakers guy. I'm not an AD guy. I'm not a I'm not a LeBron guy. I, I don't like I just don't like anything about this team. But I'm on there yesterday, and to me, it's kind of like going against Tom Brady, who I'm also you know one of those guys that just wins so much. It's hard to root for him, and and I feel that way about LeBron. I fully expected him. Even yesterday, I'm kind of watching the game, and I'm just kind of waiting and waiting, and we see Chris Paul hurt himself. He, he goes down, and and, uh, and and you think, okay, you know, things are starting to really turn for the Lakers now. The uh, the the guard, you know, one of the great Suns guards is hurt, and, and of course, you know, basketball, so it looked like the injury was kind of overstated. I was just listening to it on the radio, and I saw the replay afterwards, but... Uh, uh, yeah, I watched the second half of this one, and like I said, you kind of expect LeBron and AD to kind of like flip a switch, like, okay, uh, it's real. But what I saw is I saw kind of the end of the season uh, playing tournament AD and LeBron, and, 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 and it makes you wonder, you know, they, they, they have that quill already in their cap, and, you know, how motivated are they uh, to get this Lakers team to, to, to make the ultimate sacrifices uh, of their body and their energy? And, and we'll see, you know, we'll see how long. Uh, LeBron can hold on. You know, the one thing about Kings is, is Kings are replaceable. Kings die. And uh, it makes me wonder if we're seeing the dawning of a new day in the NBA. Uh, might be a little dramatic one game in. And uh, I don't know if I'm ready to get off the uh, the LeBron uh, AD going to flip on a switch and, and, you know, be the two best players in the world. Uh, yeah, but definitely concerning yesterday. Like I said, I don't think we really saw them. And we saw the Suns play a nice, clean game. And... Uh, and, you know, I think most concerning is we saw, at least from the Lakers' perspective, is we saw Aiton absolutely eat up uh, AD on the boards in this one. So, uh, and I think it's fair to say, you know, he didn't look right to me. LeBron doesn't look right to me. So we'll continue to monitor that. Uh, Knicks and Hawks, you know, they play in a great game. And I thought the we had the Knicks to win this one, and it was just at a, a dead even pick them yesterday. So good game, battle back and forth. And I have the Hawks to win this series, and I honestly thought the Hawks are the better team and are the better team. But in this one, I just figured uh, Randall, the spotlight, the home crowd, and, and it almost came through. I think Atlanta scored the winning bucket on this one at like .3 of a second or something like that. So really, it was anyone's game. And, uh, you know, that's one thing I kind of don't like about the NBA a lot of times is how it goes down to the last shot. Super exciting, but uh, sometimes it happens so often. Sometimes it makes you feel, you know, what was the other three quarters for? Uh, Grizzlies in to see the Jazz, and they pull out a win, and we had that as kind of being a game where uh, I just thought the spread was too great, and you know, if Grizzlies just go out and, and just win the thing outright, so uh, I think that's uh, probably the biggest shock so far in the NBA, uh, I, I would say, is seeing this first place Jazz team go down, and we'll continue to watch. If I'm the Jazz, I'm not too, too worried just as yet. You know, they had they had some injuries, and, and it was the first game back, Uh with uh, with Mitchell in their lineup, so we'll see. You know, he's just going to get better and better, would be my guess, and uh, I think that's a pretty good assumption. Looking at what he got done yesterday uh, in this game, and you know what, he didn't even play. Donovan Mitchell didn't even play, so uh, he was he was a late scratch. So that that changes things. I didn't even catch that. So uh, in fact, here's a here, here's a little report saying that Mitchell was incensed after being held out of the opener, uh, and we'll see. It sounds like he has some tensions with his club. So, uh, yeah, maybe there is concern to be a little bit if you're a Jazz a jazz fan. So we'll monitor and see how that plays out, how that drama plays out. But, yeah, it looks like we've got an emerging storyline there as far as that goes. Uh, on the NHL side yesterday, like I said, we had the Oilers yesterday. And 
you know, what, what are you going to say? That was the Oilers game, and, and you keep hearing me talk about this show, and you hear me say that, you know, the Oilers really need to work on their defense and, and, and their, their outlet passes out of the zone. I really think that's the key to this club. And, and we see yesterday that they don't make the adjustments. They make turnovers in their own end. They can't get out. And, and you know, th this game was a track meet. This game was an open track meet. And if you're the Jets, you don't like that. And the Oilers get a 4-1 lead. But at that point, you know, you got Hellebuck and you need the chances so you'll take the track meet at that point Oilers don't don't shut her down they don't change their style of game they can't get it done uh it's a nightmare three minutes and and, and we'll see too we've seen Bear com continually get beat uh in the defensive zone and uh and I honestly don't get get what's going on with this coaching uh you look at some of the lines last night and and, and you know it's tough they're they're, they're simply undermanned you know I, I mean i could go on for days about what i think about oilers management and, and some of the coaching decisions and for this one the one that drove me crazy was seeing ethan bear uh, up with nurse you know that's just a heck of a lot of minutes uh to me ethan bear tops out on his best you know if, if we if they if they treat this kid right and get him going he'll be a high quality second pairing defenseman in the nhl right now i think you hope that he's a third pairing defenseman and through the oilers to put him with darnell nurse who's going to handle 20 minutes and and, and you've seen what they did. The Jets took their big line and just powered up on that, and it was just it was just too much. So Oilers don't make the adjustments uh, in a lot of ways, and, and we'll see what kind of adjustments they, they can make. Uh, and I think it's good today. At least they, they don't have any time to stew in it. Uh, they get back at it. And really, you take away that three minutes, and I know it's an important three minutes, and you look at the first game, the Oilers could have very easily got, got one of those games. So... Uh, it, it could have been, you know, it could be 2-1 heading into this if it was, and it's not, like I'm not saying don't give the Jets, uh, this is all on the Edmonton Oilers and you've got to be wondering uh, if you're an Oilers fan. Uh, I hear some people talking about Koskinen, be crazy in my mind, you know, you got to go with Smith, he's taking you all the way and, uh, and, and we'll see what happens tonight. But I have faith on the Oilers, I have faith in Connor McDavid and we'll see, you know, I, I, I don't like the coaching of this Oilers and you hear Tippett after the game saying, uh, well, we learned another lesson. And well, dude, you're in the playoffs, and and uh, I, I would prefer if the lessons came from the coach rather than losing in a playoff game. So, uh, if, if some stupid podcast guy like me can sit here and say, uh, "Here, you guys should be doing this," and those are the exact same problems you have in that game, uh, I, I don't know. I don't know what I can say about about my boys in uh, in in the uh, Oilers. Uh, as far as the coaching goes, but I do love the players, and I think Connor McDavid gets it turned around. Uh, and, and like I said, I do think they have a good game yesterday, and I think I do agree with Tippett. I think it hopefully was a learning experience, and, and we'll see like what's going on with the Oilers this playoff, last playoff, the last couple decades. It all defies kind of uh, logic. So uh, today, like I said, I'm here for a good time today, and, and I'm going to stick with that. I'm going to make bets that make me feel good today, and uh, I'm not going to put the house or anything on the Oilers. Uh, like I did yesterday, so uh, we'll talk. We'll talk about that. Preds, Preds get one, and we had the Canes winning yesterday, or I think we had the. Uh, what did we have that one on? I can't even remember now. It's just uh, so many games; it all seems like a blur. Uh, we had the Canes on the money line yesterday, so they don't come through and give it to the Preds. Uh, their life was on the line, and sometimes what can you do? It goes to double overtime, and the the Predators goalie goes for. 61 saves in this one so uh that that's nhl hockey that's playoff hockey and individual performances in net uh, make all the difference and that's what happened in that one so uh the predators get uh, get to even up in that series and they got to be putting a little bit of a scare uh into this hurricanes team for sure uh blues bow out yesterday i don't think anyone was much surprised there and kind of disappointing yesterday for me anyway. I have the Bruins getting through this series, so it's not like I was disappointed. I played in with my pools and everything, but Alex Ovechkin is no longer part of the NHL playoffs, and I, I think that's sad. I was hoping, you know, they were at home ice yesterday. I was hoping to see uh, some, more, some more battles with number eight before they potentially bowed out of this one. Uh, but the Bruins, who look really strong, get the best out of them, the three to one. Uh, it was a close game. We had the Caps yesterday on the puck line, so they missed by half a goal. Well, let's get at it. Let's look at today, and like I said, let's uh, let's make today a, 
a more positive day, at least for, for my perspective, and that's how I'm going to play things today. And, you know, you're looking at these playoff series, and we'll start with the with the NHL and, and the NBA here, and, and really they're, they're matchups over and over again. So we're just looking for... We're looking for in-game adjustments. We're looking for we're, we're looking for variables for change for things to kind of knock us off what we originally thought coming into these storylines. So I, I think that's kind of the story today uh, with a lot of things. But I'm going to start with the Edmonton Oilers, and I'm not too sure it quite uh, fits that description. But like I said, I do have the EOD. I do think the Edmonton Oilers are winning the Stanley Cup, so that puts me today squarely on them in the money line. Uh, I do think that they're embarrassed. I do think that. Uh, they're in shock, and I, I, you know, I just, I just can't buy it. I just can't buy that the Edmonton Oilers are going to go down four in a row like this. Uh, I, I just can't. It's not good for my soul, and uh, I'm not going to be good, uh, or I'm not going to be crazy as far as betting the farm or anything like that on the Edmonton Oilers today. They are favorites today, so Vegas does agree. So uh, we'll see. It's kind of like Groundhog's Day, you know. Vegas agrees, and I'm taking the Oilers. But what can I do? Uh, I've got, I've got faith in my boys, and like I said. They're they're uh, they're gonna bring home the cup this year, so that means they've got to win the next four to do that. So taking the Oilers on the money line, and they are paying 183. Next game up, we've got the Penguins hosting the Islanders, and you know that this has been a pretty competitive series up until the last one, and I think we saw the Penguins really kind of disappear in this one. I think we've seen Malkin, and you know Malkin was kind of a uh, a question mark a bit, I think, coming into this one. Uh, with, before he even got hurt, you know, as far as his output's been, and, and it makes you wonder if conditioning uh, has not been able to really catch up with him yet, if he hasn't been able to get set. And, you know, of course, he's a player who's getting a little up in age and not somebody who I would describe as a speedster to begin with in a league that's really... Uh, really dominated by guys that can skate so we'll see what can happen today uh like i said this game has been competitive up until the last one and i think the islanders really took control of that game and we'll see what happens i thought the first line really beat up on Sidney crosby's line uh i thought that uh gunsel has been kind of victimized a little bit so i don't think they can get away from that matchup we'll see what kind of in-game adjustments or what kind of pre-game adjustment the penguins might make on their lines uh to me i might look at getting a bigger body up there with them i don't think you can take gunsel off that first line so they do have uh Kapanen that usually plays the wing and uh they might look at shifting him up and who knows what they could do with Malkin maybe they look at shifting Malkin over over to the wing uh, and maybe bringing Carter up you know my big problem with that is that's a pretty awfully slow line so uh we'll see what the Penguins have up their sleeves today but you know this could be a close one and uh, I like the way that the Islanders are are, are battling in this one it is 2-2 I do think the Penguins can win this but you know and that's another thing with the Islanders they have two great goaltenders I'm not even too sure who's going at it in this one uh, I'm not really a fan of how Trotz has been playing the goalies but to me, you see that uh, Sorokin got the winner in the first one. He gets the winner in the last one. I don't know how you don't go with the guy again, the kid. And uh, who knows? We'll, we'll see what happens. Maybe maybe Trotz is a genius. He definitely has uh, has his has his resume uh, uh, full of accomplishments as far as that goes. And Varlamov sits and is ready in case he needs the call. And they ride this 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 uh, uh, Sorokin, their younger guy. So we'll see what happens today. Like I said, I'm not even sure who's in net yet today, but. Uh, uh, I like the compete level of the Islanders, and uh, and, and I, I like the game breakers for the Penguins. So it's just a close game, and for this one, I, I think I'm going to go, and I've been talking about this in the playoffs, I think I'm going to hide and grab some, some puck line here, and I'm going to take the Islanders today. And you know, it just doesn't feel right. Like I said, I want to have a feel-good day, and I don't want to be cheering for the Islanders. I want to be cheering for Sid Crosby. So I'm, I'm getting off this pick, actually. I'm going to go for the Penguins today, and I'm going to take them on the money line. I thought they were going to win anyway. I just thought it could be a close game, but let's not mess around and just go go straight to the winner, and we'll see what the, the Penguins can get some pushback. You know, the uh, the reason I, I want to feel good about the Penguins on this one is I'm a real big believer uh, in Sidney Crosby being the best player uh, in this game and being a veteran, being at home, being 2-2. Uh, I think he's a good caretaker of his hockey club here, and they get it done. Toronto Maple Leafs in to see the Canadians, and you know the Canadians. You gotta be liking it if you you know they're coming into this one. They're at home, and, and sure they lost last game, but 
I, I think they did good just to get a game in, in Toronto. So uh, I think you're the Maple Leafs. You're coming in feeling positive a little bit anyway. I, I think you're a little concerned, at least in the way, you know, Carey Price hasn't really stood on his head and kind of that's the way you think that these these Canadians have to go about getting their business. So we'll see what they can get done today. 5-1 uh, in the last game, so they give up quite a bit of goals. And, they, you know, they just got steamrolled a little bit by uh, an energetic, you know, that, that Leafs team does have some very explosive uh, offense on it. And, you know, they, they just get, they get overwhelmed a little bit. You know, they... they uh, they put up a good battle. It was tied going into the second period. So we'll see today. You know, the Canadians have been hanging in there, man. So uh, I like it. You know, they're going to get Coalfield. They're going to try putting uh, Cole Caulfield sorry, in today. So we'll see if he can make a difference for them. Uh, they're hot shot rookie. And I like it when they bring people in. Like I said, we're looking for reasons that the script gets changed a little bit and, and variables and stuff. Well, here's a variable. Uh, Cole Caulfield will be in this game. And, and you know what? He, he's a kid. He's electric. He's a little tiny guy at five seven 162 pounds but he's the first round pick and he's had his moments down the stretch with the Habs uh, providing some offense so this is a team that's looking for a spark at home let's see if he can provide that spark and, and we'll see if Carey Price can shut the door and you know another thing I too I like about them adding uh, a player like this right now is with the Leafs and, and we talked about we talked about Campbell potentially being a problem for those Leafs, and I still think he kind of sits in this series as being a bit of an untested commodity. You look at last game and the shots on goal, uh, and I'm just going to get this figure right here for you guys. Uh, looking at the shots on goal, and they get 23 shots on him. So uh, that, that to me, you didn't test the guy. So on the flip side of that, you know, that's not going to get it done for sure. But on the flip side of that, we haven't fed into Campbell's ego or to his, you know, we haven't fed into his confidence. I shouldn't say ego. We have, you know, his confidence hasn't been able to skyrocket as a result of the play in this series. So I think we still have a goalie back there that maybe is questioning himself a little bit. I don't think he's solidified himself uh, yet in this series and has gotten himself comfortable. And, and on the other end of that, you know, the same thing can be said about Carey Price, except the exception he's seen a lot of rubber in, in the second game there. So we'll see if we can get some pushback on the Habs today. Uh, and I do like it. I don't know if they can win this game. I think it'll be a close battle, though. So I'm going to take the Habs, and I'm going to get on the puck line, and I'm going to feel good about cheering for the Habs anyway because uh, they're, they're my second team, a far, 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 far second team. But uh, I, do love, uh, I do love the uh, enthusiasm that the Habs fans bring, and uh, it reminds me of Oilers fans a little bit. So they're, they're kind of my, my kindred spirit. So uh, we'll see if the Habs can, can get by today on a goal and a half as far as our purposes go. Lightning in to see the Panthers, and this Panthers team is the team I had picking to win this series. Uh, I, I didn't really know how much further they would get past this just with their goaltending, but it looks like their goaltending, the wheels have fallen off. Uh, Brabowski, I wasn't sold on coming into this series. Uh, Dreiger, I was unsure of, and now I think I'm more of the unsold, uh, unsure category on him, so... Uh, the Panthers, to their credit, you're like, what are you supposed to do if they keep going about their business? Uh, I think they're going to lose. So uh, look at the adjustment they're making today, and they're making a huge one. They're bringing in Spencer Knight, their first-round goalie, and I'm loving this today. I'm loving it. I'm feeling good about it. I'm, I'm totally going with the Panthers. Uh, I love the pedigree of this kid. This is the same guy who came into Edmonton and took out Team Canada in the gold medal game and I just like it. I think of Cam Ward and, and his Hurricanes team when he came in as a young goalie, and uh, I think it was Gerber at the time was struggling. He came in, and, and he takes them all the way to the Stanley Cup. I, I love that storyline. Uh, it is shades of that here with the Panthers, and I would say, you know, you want to compare that Panthers team to that Hurricanes team, this Panthers team's got way more assets, way more, more, way more proven uh uh, commodities as far as their forwards and just all over more, more veteran uh, I think it's just a better club so we'll see today I know that's high praise to, 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 to put onto these Panthers and the Lightning you know you know I know they're the champs but I just don't like them uh, this year I, I think uh, I don't know maybe it's kind of like LeBron and the Lakers it makes me wonder just how much uh, you know how much personal sacrifice they're willing to make this year 
as opposed to last. And I'm looking at Vezileski, and, you know, he hasn't really been a force yet. In game one, he lets in four goals. Game three, uh, they, you know, it was a high-scoring game. couple goals in, in the last game that they win, but still, that's not closing the door. I expect to see goose eggs up there uh, when, when I'm thinking of Vezileski. So uh, he's not the Vezileski that, that, that went to the cup last year. Not yet, anyway. So we'll see today if the Panthers can capitalize off their young goalie, uh, and, and you can get him on the puck line. So that's going to do. I, I like getting the puck line. So I'm going to hit up the puck line here on the Panthers on the upset and get a goal and a half on their, their goalie. And like I said, let's 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 hope we've got the next count. I love the storyline, and it's a storyline that seems to fit hockey of of a young, you know, first-round pick goalie coming in and, and stealing some games. So we'll see if the young guy can get it done today. And last game of the night, you know, and I'm going to stick on this feel-good kind of thing. And I want to feel good for the Wild. I have the Knights winning this series, and I think they're they're by far the vastly superior team. But, I, you know, I kind of want to see this Minnesota team battle it out. I want to see some more hockey, and I want to see them get some hope. Uh, and I do think that they have, you know, I'll give them credit. I do think that Zuccarello and uh, Kaprizov might be the two best game breakers in this game as far as goal scorers going a tight one so uh you know if the wild can keep this game tight you know they have the opportunity to have those game breakers where they can get by on a, on, a, on a one goal game and cam talbot has definitely uh, had himself a whale of a year so we'll see he hasn't had himself a whale of a series so far and uh, i'm not too sure i haven't heard any chatter about them looking to switch up their goalies today so uh we'll see what happens but it's complete desperation today uh, for the Wild, as far as that goes, they uh, they lose today, they go home. So uh, let's get on the desperate, desperate team, and let's add a goal and a half to that desperate team is kind of my plan today, and which should be a good hockey game anyway. So we're going to go Wild on the puck line, and a goal and a half, and you get 156 for that. Jumping over to the NBA, and we've got in this one... Uh, just two games going today in the NBA, so kind of a lighter schedule, and, and you know, kind of a great thing, actually. I, I was loving it, and, and you guys hear me say it's the greatest time in the world to be a sports fan, and it is, but I'd also like to, to watch a few more of these games, too, so uh, the NBA slows down a little bit today. They've only got two games for us on the schedule, and we've got a matchup of, of Milwaukee and, and the Heat, and... I just think this is a great series. It was a really close game in the first one, and I think we're left with pretty much more of the same, and, and the analysis is pretty much dead on the same. I think that uh, Holiday is a big is a big difference maker, and I think he was a big difference maker uh, in game one of this one. So we'll see today if, if anything can change, but you know, it just looks like a highly competitive series to me. Uh, as far as these two go, you know, they were close last year. I think they're going to be close again this year. Uh, I do like the Bucks to get through this series. And uh, like I said, the last game was a two-point game. So I, I think this is another tight game. Right now you can get the Heat uh, plus four and a half. And we'll look today. Uh, I think with the Heat, you really got to look at Jimmy Butler and looking at his game. And like I said, he's the guy that I think Holiday uh, might have the biggest impact on. And he only gets 17 points in the last game, uh, 10 rebounds, 8 assists. So we'll see today. I, I, I like I like uh, Butler maybe to get a few more points today after being able to, to break down uh, some of the film maybe in this one. And uh, I don't know. He's just a winner, right? So... I, I just see the Heat losing uh, last one just being a, a big motivation to a guy like Butler in the first round here. So uh, I don't know if they can get the win today, but I do like taking the Heat with some points. So uh, I'm going to take the Heat, and I'm going to go plus four and a half from them. And, and in fact, sorry, we talked about this. So it's paying 192, and I'm just going to take a look at some of the alt lines. You know, I like to go at 150, so... Uh, right now, this game, let's look at some of the other alternative lines here. And we can get... Uh, right now, what were we getting? We were getting Milwaukee, or sorry, we were getting Miami plus four and a half. Well, if I go with where I like to be at 1.5, I can go all the way up to Miami plus seven and still get 157 back. So that's my pick, actually. I'm going, I'm going with the Heat, and I'm going plus seven on an alt line, and I'm getting 157 for that one. So that's our line on that one, and I'm actually going to lock in on that one right now just in case that line changes at all. 
And uh, yeah, I'll definitely be wagering a little less today, like I said, after losing half of my bankroll. But I, I am liking That's my first alternate line play, uh, at least as far as this podcast goes. So yeah, we're going to go Heat plus 7 at, at 157. And the next game, let's see if we can get funky with that too. We've got the Blazers and the Nuggets, and and this series, this 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 series was good, or at least the first game of this series was was pretty good. Uh, as far as uh, what we had on this show, we had the Blazers, and we thought that uh, it, it was going to be hard for the Nuggets to to keep up, uh, especially from the guard position. And you know, even besides the guard, you know, Nurkic comes in and has himself a pretty uh, good game. Covington has himself a pretty good game. Carmelo Anthony has himself a good game. Uh, and, and who else for this Blazers team? There, there was more, actually. There was uh, Powell had himself a pretty good game. Uh, they, they just got lots of con contributions for from everywhere. Just looking at their lineup, Powell, Simons had a good game, uh, Cantor. So, yeah, and I think I just named somebody who doesn't even play for them. But, uh, oh, man, just just crazy. Uh, Anthony, sorry, what was I saying about Anthony? Anthony had 20, he had 18 points. Carmelo Anthony, 21 minutes, 18 points. So kind of a resurgence there. And, and you look at a Denver side of things and, and you look, and we've talked about it, they pretty much need Porter and Gordon to step up in a huge way, or somebody else, but those are the most likely suspects. And in the last game, they don't really get that. I guess Porter comes through with 25 points, 9 rebounds. But still, that's not, that's not like... I don't know, that's, that's not upper echelon type performance. I guess it's knocking on the door. Uh, Gordon, 20, 28 minutes, 16 points, 8 rebounds. So they just need to be better. They just need a lot more from those guys if they want to beat uh, this, this Trailblazers team. They lose by, by quite a bit last time, like 14 points. Uh, I don't know today what changes much you know i think the injuries to jamal murray just hurts this nuggets team so much and 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 give it to Jokic. you know he holds them in better than i think almost any center in the league uh would like this guy's a rim runner it's quite crazy actually he gets the threes and uh he's like he's like a, an extra lebron out there as far as i'm concerned but uh it's just tough uh lillard is the man and McCollum is 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 really good too, and you've seen all those contributions. So we'll see what happens today. But I just don't see how the Nuggets can do it. And for that reason, uh, I'm going to get on the Trailblazers today, and I'm going to look at the alt lines today. Let's let's just give this a go and see what we can get. Right now, you get Portland plus one and a half at 191. But I don't mind going down a little bit if I can create a few more points. Like why not? So I'm going to see here. We got. On the alt line, so I can get Portland plus four, uh, and I get one fifty-eight on that. So that seems pretty good. That's what I'm going to go. I'm going to go Portland plus four. I get one fifty-eight on that, and I think they win this one outright. But like I said, we're in kind of recovery mode today, and uh, I just want to make sure I have give myself a good chance to to hit on some of these today. So going to go one fifty-eight on that. And like I said, it's an alt line. We're going to go Blazers plus four. And yeah, I'm loving the alt line. So we'll see if we'll play. We'll see what kind of success we have on those tomorrow. And that brings us over to the Diamond. And I know the Jays are about to get started right now. And, and they're playing the the Rays. And in this one, the game will already be started. So I won't bet. In fact, I'll bet it right now just for, for my own purposes. But uh, it's tough. I, I'm going to put a very small wager on the Jays here on a plus line. But uh, they're in for a tough day, I think, today. Their pitching hasn't been getting it done. And today, uh, Stripling, who hasn't been getting it done as a starter, was supposed to start. They push him back. They bring in Trent Thornton uh, with kind of the idea of getting a couple, you know, getting an opener's role out of him and then maybe switching it over to, to Stripling. Well, none of these guys have been pitching well. And uh, I don't think you can out-Tampa Bay, out-raise the Rays. And that's kind of the feeling I get here today. And I think this might be the last game for the Blue Jays in Dunedin before they move it up to uh, to Toronto or to Buffalo. Sorry, you know, why would they play in Toronto? That's just crazy. But anyway, move it up to Buffalo. And I, I think that they're ready to leave. I think they're ready to leave Dunedin. Uh, and I don't think they leave in a bang. So uh, I'm going to take, uh, take the Jays today on the run line. In fact, I'm not even. I'm changing that. Don't even take the Jays on the run line. Uh, I'm going to... I already did it. <laughs> I already did it. So, never mind. Stick with the Jays on the run line. But I, I do like... Uh, and, you know, that still leaves room for them to lose here. But uh, I, I do like Tampa Bay in this one as far as uh, picking the winner on this one. And let's just hope that run line is enough to, to make... Uh, to... Uh, 
to, to save me on, on that one. Like I said, that one was just done on the fly. I wasn't really planning on even covering that game. So uh, here we go. We got, we'll, we'll count this as the first game as far as baseball predictions go. And we've got the Indians at the Tigers. And the Tigers treated us right yesterday. Uh, they, they get us through. They lose. I think they lost by a run to the Royals. But we had them on the, on the run line, and they do deliver. And, you know, some, some intriguing storylines, I guess you could say, coming into this game. And, and I think the most intriguing storyline in this one is Spencer Turnbull uh, for the Tigers and, and him coming off a no-hitter. And I know he, it's a Monday, right? So he's got, he's got two starts coming in this week if you're playing fantasy baseball. So uh, he, he's been a, talk, a lot of talk this week in, in those circles. So I've seen quite a bit of, bit of news about him. And, and I don't know how, how much I buy into it. You know, the no-hitter came against the, uh, I think it was against the Mariners. Just going to double check that. Yeah, it was against the Mariners. So I don't know. Everyone throws a no-hitter against the Mariners. So I, I kind of take that game out a little bit. And he's still pretty good. If I look at the five games before that, he's gone quality starts in two of them. Given up earned runs of one, three, four, two, one. So he's given up a couple runs. And today for Cleveland, I th I think Cleveland's a better team than this Indian or than this Tigers team, at least as far as the bats go. And I, I can give the Indians today some credit for their pitching matchup today. They bring in a young guy, and he's pretty hard-throwing, and they're trying to get him developed, and he went four and two-thirds innings in his last successful outing against the Cubs where he gave up no earned runs. Then he comes in to see the Angels last time on the road, uh, and he gets lit up by, I think it was in the second inning, he gets lit up by an Otani home run and doesn't make it through the second inning. But, you know, a young guy, a learning experience uh, for him, so he gets another chance to apply his trade today on the road, and and I do think as far as, you know, as far as Turnbull, you know, it's great that he's got his no-hitter, but if, if I had to, like, I don't know, pick which pitcher had better stuff, or if I had to pick five pitches uh, total for the game, I might go with the Indian starter here. So I'm intrigued by him, and like I said, I do like the, uh, I do like the, the the Indians bats a whole lot better you look through the lineup and there's just a lot more power as far as I'm concerned in this Indians lineup uh for this Tigers to counter against so uh, I'm going to get on get on the road team on this one I'm going to get on the better bats I'm going to get on kind of the the mystery uh pitcher here a little bit but uh, uh we'll see I, I think we could see a competitive type pitching matchup but I'm going to take some runs here today uh, I'm going to get on the Indians in the game, like I said, I think they might win this one. We'll see. You never know with a young guy on there, but uh, I, I like—I definitely like what I'm seeing out of him. Like I said, you take away that that last game, and he's a guy that looks like he's—he's he's on the right track. And you look at Turnbull; you take away his last game, and you know he's been decent in there, but he still pitches for the Tigers. And I don't know—I just don't consider him to be that dominant of a pitcher. So uh, we'll see what happens today. And it makes me wonder what that odds would be if he didn't have that no-hitter. So we'll see what, you know, I guess we won't see what that plays on the odds. It just, it makes me wonder. Uh, Orioles in to see the Twins. And this is a tough game as far as I'm concerned and trying to call. We've basically got, uh, what, two fifth-place teams going at it here. And, 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 you know, neither one I'm really too big on. But I will say this is the Twins, to me, are kind of a team that's falling apart. Uh been together for a while and, and they need to revamp and the Orioles are on the other end of things uh you know they're 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 on the elevator going up while the twins are on the elevator going down and uh right now they're both in fifth and I think this is a pretty equal matchup as far as that goes but I sure love the pitching matchup today for the Orioles and I do think that the twins you know I'll I will give them the edge and the nod as, as being a more dangerous team with the bats but uh how do you get away from John Means so far uh, he, he's just been lights out as far as what he's been able to accomplish despite playing for this Orioles team. His last one, two, three, four, five, six outings out have all been quality starts. So he's gone six plus innings in all of those. Uh, he's got in, in those games, he didn't give up any earned runs in three of them, gave up two or less in two of them, and then gave up one four run uh, game to, to the, to the Rays who are hitting pretty well too. And you look at some of his matchups he's had. He got to face the Mets, so, you know, that's kind of an easier team as far as the bats go. Uh, he got his no-hitter against the Mariners, of course, so <laughs> I guess you got to take that out away, too, a little bit, right? Fair being fair, but uh, I just think when you go to Shoemaker, he's got the veteran, and uh, I just think he's going to give up a whole lot of hits today and try to erase runs and stuff like that, and I think that's... I don't know, a game I'll take if I'm the Orioles. Uh, I'll get on base, and uh, I'll, ta I'll take my hits, so... We'll see what happens today. You know, means it's going to try to miss a lot of bats, and I, I like that. So, 
I'm going to take the, uh, oh, it just seems weird taking the Orioles on the road, right? So yeah, I'm going to take the O's and we're not even getting them on the run line. It feels really weird. So now yeah, taking the O's on the money line at 192. Mariners in to see the Athletics. And you hear me talk about the Seattle team, and, and they've just been kind of hurt, and they've been relying on some unreliable players. Uh, Kalenic comes up, and it's not paying off their hot shot rookie. Uh, they put him at the top of their lineup, and he basically craters for a week. So I see yesterday they had him out of that spot, and I said that I wasn't going to send any more love or attention the Mariners' way until they rectified that situation. And I don't know if they have rectified that situation. Uh, Kalenic just didn't play yesterday. It could have been an off day. So we'll see today what they do, but I, they haven't trusted me yet. Uh, I, I like the A's team much better in this situation that they're facing today. I think uh, Montas is a much safer play than Kikuchi for, for the M's here today. So for that reason, I am getting on the uh, on the athletics today. This is the last game of the night, so who knows? Maybe I'll be putting what's left of my bankroll after the Oilers destroy my spirits again tonight. But uh, uh, in, in this one... Kikuchi is 1-3 on the year, 50 innings pitch, 53 strikeouts, 17 base on balls. And, you know, Montes' numbers, 47 innings pitched, 45 strikeouts, 13 base on balls. So they're kind of comparable that way. ERA for both these guys is over 4. Uh, so we'll see. I think both these guys would like to rein it in a little bit. But Frankie Montes is at home in this one. And he's got a much better team behind him. So I like his ability to kind of be able to stay in this one, uh, this game a little longer. And the Mariners, like I said, they've just, they've just been hurt. And they've been relying on rookies. I did see that France was possibly a return uh, to their lineup. So we'll see if he can get back today. Uh, and in fact, uh, I don't see an update on that. So we'll see about that if he can get back. And that would definitely help them out a bit as far as getting another uh, another energetic bat into their lineup. So... Uh, we'll, we'll watch that and maybe the M's can get their fortunes turned around as they still wait for more to come back off the IL as well. But today, I don't know how you can't take this Oakland team. Uh, they're currently in first. They're five and five. They lost their last one. So you get this Mariners team. And like I said, how do you, you gotta kinda, you gotta kinda take Montes. If you ever wanted to bet on a no hitter, bet on it today. You know, put a dollar on it every day. Uh, somebody's at home to the Mariners. So, uh, let's go with, uh, let's go with the A's today. And we'll put them on the money line at 160. That looks like everything on the AL side of things. So we'll flip over to the National League today. And in the NL, you know, we start with a pretty good pitching matchup here with Eflin versus Rogers for the Eflin for the Phillies. And, and Rogers, I think it's Taylor Rogers for the Marlins. And he's been lights out. And then, like I said, this is this is gonna be quite the pitching matchup, I think, as far as these two teams go. And uh, I'm just trying to look here. The uh, the Phillies are still without their catcher, and they're still without without Gregorius. So uh, that hurts. And I think this is just a tough game to call. Actually, you know, I do like I still I still like Miami's bats, or I like Phillies bats a little better in this one. You look at this this matchup here, and uh, it's it's just tough. The I was just looking at this. The Eflin and 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 Rogers played before. They just played each other, and the the game was pretty good pitching game for both of them. It goes down three one Marlins, uh, and, and this is in Philadelphia. So it's the exact same pitching matchup uh, that we had. When what day was this? May nineteenth. So here we are, exactly both next turn in the rotations. So both these teams have just saw. And I got to give the edge a little bit to, you know, I want to give the edge to the Marlins in this one, just based on the fact that Bryce Harper has such a hard time uh, with with, with left-handed pitching, I think. So he goes, I think he was 0 for 5 yesterday. I think this is a tough matchup. In fact, let's see what he did in this game against Rodgers. Maybe that's what I'm thinking of here. So last time out the against against this pitcher, Bryce Harper struck out three times. 
So, you know, tough matchup. But going back to that game two, I also saw that, you know, the Rodgers has lost. Lost to, to this Phillies team the time before. I think it goes back to last year. And it was the, the right-hand bats of the Phillies that, that did the damage. And it wasn't a close one. So, I think this is a very close game. I, I think it's anyone's game. So, uh, you know me. I'm going to take some run, runs on the run line. So, I'm going to get on the Phillies today. And I'm going to take them on the run line at 1.5. And you get a 1.50 odd to go with that. So, uh, we'll go with the Phillies on that one on the road. And like I said, this could be like a one nothing game either way. 2-1, 3-2 kind of thing. Uh, I think Miami very well could win this game. But like I said, the run and a half to me in a, in a closely pitched National League game. That sounds great to me. And I am about to break one of my cardinal rules today, I think. And that rule is to never bet on David Peterson. But I think I need to change my mind in this one because... The Rockies come into this one with Gomber on the mound, and to me, he is pretty much a, a David Peterson-type clone. And you look at these numbers, and uh, they're both ERAs almost identical, 496 to 497. Their whips identical. Uh, 47 strikeouts for Gomber and 22 base on balls, uh, going 45 and a third innings. Peterson, 38 innings pitch, 46 strikeouts, 14 base on balls. So, you know, these guys are very similar. And I, I just, I, 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 for once, and I never get on the Mets bats, but uh, I, I think the Rockies bats might be even worse, uh, especially on the road. I've been looking at what the Rockies have been doing on the road. And, and as far as run production, it seems like the only time they can get any runs is why they're at home. And uh, I just don't like the pitchers for either of these teams, but I'm going to get on the slightly better team overall, and I think that's the Mets. So, yeah, this, this is the time I get to, to go with Peterson, so that, that's a new experience for sure. So, yeah, I'm going to do it. I'm going to take the plunge, and I'm going to take Peterson at home uh, with the Mets. So let's go Mets at home on the money line, and they are... 167. So yeah, that's that's crazy. Uh, next game up, we've got we've got the Padres in to see the Brewers, and like I said, this Padres team has been awesome to us. Uh, they've covered on a negative run line three days in a row, uh, and, and you know what? Today I think I'm sticking with them, and today they're a positive run line. Uh, they come in to see the Brewers, and they get the Brewers' best guy. Don't get me wrong. Uh, but I, I love the pitching matchup. I just think it's a great pitching matchup for both teams. Uh, I'm a big fan of Schnell uh, for, for the Padres coming into this one. So uh, his record so far isn't indicative, I think, of how great of a pitcher he is coming into this one. 1-0 uh, and o on the year and uh, 40 and a third innings pitch, 60 strikeouts, 24 base on balls, and Brandon Woodruff. Uh, he's been good too. Two and two record, 57 innings pitch, 65 strikeouts, 14 base on balls. So uh, I do think that this is a great pitcher, pitching duel here. But to me, it's not even close as far as the bats go for the Padres. And I know they might have some injuries today with uh, with Machado and Grisham. But even then, they're just so deep against a Brewers team that is not. So I can see the home run ball coming into play in this one. And if it's gonna, if that's gonna be the difference. I'm gonna take those San Diego bats. So. Uh, give, give me the give me the Padres. Like I said, let's see if they can pay us four four times out in a row, maybe even more. Actually, I haven't really been paying attention up until we went negative run lines on them. So today they get a, a positive run line, and let, let's like I said, it kind of fits. I want to kind of keep things positive today. So uh, taking taking the Padres on the run line and getting uh, run and a half and getting one forty seven for that. That looks like the last game in the NL, and it looks like there is some interleague action, so let's see what we got going on over there. And we've got one game here today, and we these White Sox who we continue to talk about, or I continue to talk about, uh, I, I think they're like a bad stock right now. They're like Nortel, right? They're crashing. Uh, I think they're completely overheated, uh, and we'll see. Maybe maybe that 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 equalization has happened a little bit after they get swept. Uh here yesterday so today they start fresh and we'll see what they can do as far as uh, getting the, the turn page and I was wrong about this White Sox team a little bit you know they did get swept by the Yankees I thought Obreu was out but he was in for that last game so uh, they do have a little bit more jam as far as the bats go uh, for the White Sox and so now they're just missing their two-star outfielders which to me is huge and you like I said the the competition that this White Sox team has faced has not been up to snuff uh, up until they got to this Yankees team and this Yankees team it's not like they're super powerful, but they, they they sweep them. So I just expect Chicago's numbers to even out a little bit. 
parts. I'm not too sure I buy them as being the uh, being the divisional leaders at all. So uh, we'll see how that pans out right now. They come into this one, and, and the Indians are a game and a half behind them. And you know what? Maybe I do buy them as divisional leaders. That that division is really weak with the Royals, Tigers, and Twins. But uh, uh, right now, if it's between the White Sox and the Indians, I might be leaning. Uh, I don't know. Should be close anyway. Uh, I'm just not too sure. The White Sox are as good as 26 and 19. I guess would be my point. And, and they get a team today in this interleague game in St. Louis, who uh, you know is a pretty competitive team in their own right and a winning team, right? So uh, that that's been a change. What White Sox haven't been facing. So they get the they get their counterpart in the in the Cardinals, and they're first in the NL Central. So this is the battle of the uh, of the Central divisions as far as the two first place teams go. And you know the Cardinals they lost yesterday. They played yesterday late in Chicago, but they had a pretty good game and uh, they ended up losing it. But uh, it was a close one. So uh, I, I think they come in today feeling pretty good, and we'll see. It's not like they had to leave town, right? They're still in Chicago. So uh, Lynn to me is is having a pretty good year he's four and one on the year and uh Hyun, Hyun kim for for the for the cardinals you know he's got some good stuff too he's 26 and a third innings pitch 27 strikeouts eight base on ball so he hasn't really been able to put in the innings like a lance lynn but like i said lance lynn has been putting in some innings uh against some pretty uh some pretty easy competition you look at his game log and let's just make sure we're we're we're, we're not fake newsing him on that but uh uh, I think we're going to see that he's he's had some pretty favorable matchups, and we'll just wait here for this to come up here. It's just taking a second for whatever reason. I guess the internet's on holiday. So he had Minnesota, Minnesota, Kansas City, uh, Cleveland, Cleveland, Kansas City, Angels. So besides uh, the Cleveland team, you know none of those are winning teams, and the, even against Cleveland. Uh, his numbers were so-so. Were Those weren't more of his dominating games. So, yeah, I don't know. I think the Cardinals could very well win one here today. So uh, I'm going to get on the cards again, and I'm going to take them on the run line. I like hiding behind runs. And I, like I said, I think this is a close game. We'll see if Chicago can stop the slide today. But uh, I don't know. I have a feeling they could be feeling a little more pain after feeling so much gain. It's just the way of the universe, the yin and the yang, it seems like sometimes to me. So I'm uh, going to take the cards on the run line, and you get a run and a half, and they're paying one. 81. Well, that's everything, folks, as far as today goes in, in the uh, wagering hemisphere. And, and like I said, I hope everyone has a good day. It is a holiday here, and I plan to, to try to enjoy the day. I, I kind of like that the Oilers are playing today because uh, not only are they not able to stew in it, uh, I, I think their fans don't get a chance to stew in it. And like I said, I'm pretty excited about the NHL tonight. Uh, Oilers aside, you know, we're getting some pretty compelling storylines as far as. Uh, you know, we're going to see a rookie goalie get a start today uh, to try to save a franchise uh, from elimination. So, so keep an eye on that. I think that's an interesting storyline. And like I said, we get to see if the best player and the second best player in hockey are going to bow out in, in, in four straight uh, to a team that really they had uh, success with against this regular season. So we'll see if, uh, if if the city of Edmonton will need a giant Prozac shipment tomorrow. And, and you know, I always joke that maybe that's why Daryl Cates really bought the Edmonton Oilers was to sell his more antidepressants. I don't think he owns the Rexall chain anymore. So that joke may be a little dated, but it sure rings true. It seems like uh, maybe he's still buddies with the guy he sold it to. I don't know. But uh, conspiracy theories aside, like I said, I'll shut up now. Thank you everyone for joining me here on the one man sports show i hope you enjoyed it uh, i'd love to get follows from you guys and your support so make sure to find me on twitter it's crocker brock and it's crocker as in betty and brock as in lesnar or you can follow the one man sports show or reach out with an email. My email, I can be reached at Gretzky Rocks, and Rocks is spelled R-O-X, at gmail.com. Would love to hear from you guys, and I can assure you I will definitely get back to you. You guys have a great Monday, and we'll catch up tomorrow.